Hey guys, I'm back on talk a little bit about and just like that. Uh, and just like that is on HBO Max. It is really the Sex in the City 30 years, 20 years later, whatever. If you watch Sex in the City, then you understand um, it was, you know, set in the 90s. Then they had about what three movies in the early, probably mid 2000s, I think. I don't know if the last movie might have been like 2014, 2015. I can't remember exactly, but um Carrie's married to Big, Miranda's still married to Steve, Samantha's not going to be on this at all. You know, she, you know, uh uh, she, uh, uh the person who plays Samantha didn't want to be, you know, involved and there's a lot of gossip about, you know, her and Carrie didn't get along whatever. But she's not here. And I kind of felt a little bit like, "Oh, if Samantha's not part of the crew, how is this going to work? Is it going to be as interesting?" Let's see what happens. And Charlotte is still married to um, Harry. So <clears throat> it's 30 years later, you know, whatever, and and or almost 30 years later, these ladies are now in their mid to late 50s. And I was wondering how were they going to navigate the city now since they're more obviously more settled in their lives as opposed to when we first start started watching sex in the city they were in their mid-30s or mid to late 30s um you know uh, uh dating trying to understand the dating life finding the right man um navigating the night night scene you know going to the opening of different restaurants and clubs you know it was a single you know lady time and it was a you know fashion and going to the the hottest new whatever that was opening up so now when you're more subtle in your lives it seems like so how are we going to portray these individuals and what we're seeing now and, and just like that is more of um it's like these women were stuck in 1998 <laughs> and, and that's the part that's kind of bothering me it's as if they still stuck in 1998 and everything else around the world is so baffling to them. So we're going to see a hard hit with diversity in terms of people of color, you know, black, Indian, you know, Latino, you name it. We're going to see lots of that going on here. Uh, a person, possibly people with disabilities, you know, that we see in, um, I think it was episode four, where we see someone who's a producer of this podcast. And even that in itself is a brand new thing for them. The podcast uh, young lady is in a wheelchair, you know, which is great to see diversity because it was something that was lacking. They lived in a bubble in the 90s. It was as if everybody looked good. Everybody uh, was, you know, one of the same. You didn't see diversification in looks and all of that. So now we're getting something a little different here. And it's really hard hitting. And I know some of the complaints has been it's a little too much. They're going so hard in the paint for diversification. It's not make. It, it's almost as if it's like mm, it's unrealistic. And I, I'm I'm kind of on. I'm, I'm kind of in agreement with that, especially with the Miranda characters. It's hard to believe Miranda was, in my opinion, a progressive character. Her and Samantha, they were very progressive. They looked and interacted beyond the scope of Upper East Side, uh, Manhattan and all of that. Hell, uh, Miranda moved to Brooklyn after she got married to Steve. Um, you know, she needed a bigger place and, you know, wanted a you know larger space. 
for the family. And uh, at that time, Steve's mom was still alive. Now, I don't know where Steve's mom is, if she's still around. I don't recall if she had passed on. Um, yeah, I don't know if Steve's mother had passed away, but um, I know she might, I don't know. She was living with them uh, when they bought their place out in Brooklyn. So they were very progressive characters. And to see Miranda now, <laughs> she's not, um, she seems to be that person, that woman that was stuck and, and the world just kept going and she just stayed in 1998. Well, they all do, but she, you know, it's kind of odd to see her so out of touch. You know, uh, Miranda is, she quit a corporate job. You know, she was a workaholic. She's back in graduate school. I think she's taking up some other uh, 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 sociology courses or something like that. I forget, but she wants to get into social justice. And so she's back in graduate school to get a master's in, I don't know if it's social justice, sociology, something along those lines, but she's back in school. And one of the things that we see with Miranda is, you know, uh, uh, not being cognizant of her surroundings. Like she didn't recognize that this person was supposed to, you know, what the, 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 the typical look of a professor um, in her mind from her days of being when she was back in undergrad and going through law school, what professors look like. And so she's kept that in her head and now she's back at school and she doesn't, recognize or doesn't even it doesn't cross her mind that this individual that's in the classroom um could possibly be a professor this black woman because of the way that she dressed and it, you know she even mentions her she said i saw you on the catalog and you look a whole lot different i guess she had her hair done differently because now she's got locks or braids or whatever it's locks or is it braids anyway i think she had a braided hairstyle and she's, you know, she's dressed a little more, if you will, uh, uh, how do you call it? More Soho chic, you know, that type of look. It's cute. I like it. And 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 it's just not the typical look that Miranda was used to in terms of what professors dress like. And that was pointed out very early on. I think that was episode one. We're also seeing Miranda having a drinking problem. Look like it. Um, we see her before she's going to class in the morning. She's stopping by the bar. She's keeping a lot of, you know, um, little splits of uh, uh, alcoholic beverages in her purse. You know, uh, we, you know, th th there are a lot of circumstances where we're seeing Miranda drinking a lot. And then there was one situation because Charlotte had found out once, and I'm jumping around. Charlotte, um, needed to uh, uh, use her, what was it? I think she was using her charger or something. Miranda had to go to the ladies' room. Miranda told her to go look in the purse. I have an extra one in there. And when she looked in there, she found all these bottles of uh, small little splits of whatever, whiskey or whatever. And she notices that it's a lot of them. So we can see there's a problem. And it was dismissed by Carrie, you know, because Miranda was at one point trying to order an extra bottle of wine. You know, she's doing more. And Carrie is so self-absorbed in her own world, she's not noticing that her friend is clearly going through something. Now, the guess here is this. Uh, we're seeing Miranda 
not being happy in her marriage. And I'm not that, not that she's unhappy. It's just that she's just, it's going nowhere. Her and Steve are no longer having sex. It's been three years. I don't understand why. Um, we see her seemingly have an interest in Shay, which is a new character. She's the head of this podcast that Carrie works at. She is non-binary, non-conforming, and we're seeing that there is an attraction there, okay? There is an attraction, um, and I think maybe that's part of the reason for the heavy drinking is because she's been suppressing the side of herself, uh, is what I'm guessing. So now she's drinking a lot. It's hard, you know, I mean, we don't know because we only have four episodes, but that's what it looks like. So we're going to stop with Miranda for a moment and let's get to Carrie. Let's get her out of the way. So Carrie is still self-absorbed. Carrie is still living in the world of Carrie. Everything revolves around Carrie. If you didn't notice that during the regular season, you definitely will see it in, um, in, in, you know, in this episode. You will clearly see that. So Carrie and Big, you know, episode one, they're still married. Um, they have a very odd conversation. You know, Carrie... Carrie is at this podcast, you know, she's working as a podcaster. And one of the conversations was about, or topics was about masturbation in public. Have you ever done that before? So Carrie was taken aback by the conversation. I don't understand why, considering did you not understand what this podcast show was about before you agreed to be a part of it? So she wasn't really willing to answer the question. She wasn't willing to talk about it. She was very, very put off by the subject of conversation. And then she comes home to Big and she asks him to masturbate. She wants to watch. It was very odd. It was very off. It didn't make much sense. It's like, that was, uh, I mean, okay. It seemed like they just threw that in there. So later on, we um, Carrie had been invited. Her well, her and Big, you know, had been invited to go to, well, actually, strong arm to go to Charlotte's daughter, her oldest daughter's uh, piano recital, and she really at first she had told Charlotte she wasn't able to go because her and Big were going up to, uh, I think they were going to the Hamptons, and so they were busy that weekend, and Charlotte was insisting, and you know how Charlotte gets. So Big say, well, he ain't going. He's going to stay home and he's going to do the Peloton. And this is the big joke about Peloton. So, you know, he riding his bike and they're making jokes about the woman who's on the Peloton that, you know, Big supposedly has a little crush on, I guess. I don't know. It's a, it's a joke. Well, long story short, Bill, uh, 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 Big has a heart attack and he ends up dying. So we're spending most of episode two dealing with uh, the funeral and dealing with the, the grieving process, and we see how the remainder of the series is going to go because Carrie's obviously going to get back into the dating scene because her husband is gone. I wasn't 100% shocked at that happening with the big characters. Like, somebody's got to be back into the dating scene. Some I think they felt like somebody needed to, from the, the main characters, well, the only characters, get back into that scene and get back into the world of dating. Cause that's, that was a big part of the show. And with everybody married, it's like, well, 
where are we going? Like Mary, you know, where, where can we keep the nostalgia of the show going? So, you know, with Big passing on, we see that, you know, Carrie's obviously making some changes in her life. And it's no surprise that, she, that Carrie eventually put the apartment that her and Big had up on the market because, you know, the memories. Um, and Carrie getting back to her old self. You know, uh, we see Carrie wants to get back to who she was and back to her old place. Because remember, she never sold the old place. Remember Stanford, you know, he would occasionally stay at Carrie's old apartment because sometimes him and his husband, Mario, would get into it. And if he gets upset, he can go stay with Carrie's old place. So she still has the old place. She's actually going to end up moving back into the old place because she's selling the selling the place to her big hat. Charlotte's situation is, how should I put it with Charlotte? Really not a lot. Her world hasn't really changed. She's very consistent. You know, she is the overprotected mom. She's the perfectionist. She's the overthinker. Her thing is now she's discovering that she doesn't have a lot of diverse friends, meaning people of different ethnicities, different race, religion, ethnicities, all of that. She doesn't, her circle doesn't include that. And so we're seeing Charlotte learn about, okay, you know, I don't have diverse friends. So we do see a person on there who is uh, Nicole Ari Parker. Um, she's pretty much just like Charlotte. In fact, all the ladies get a chance to meet their melanated versions of themselves. Um, Charlotte, you know, has a friend that is on the social board at the prestigious school that their kids attend. She's very much just like Charlotte. She's into art, just like Charlotte, all of that good stuff. Um, Carrie eventually meets the real estate agent. Her name is Samim or Saim, or I, I don't, I hope I don't, I, she's a real estate agent. I'll leave it like at that for the moment. And I think she's Indian and she's very much like Carrie, you know, uh, Carrie's into the shoes. She's into purses they initially things didn't you know they were all business and then we finally got excuse me to a point where they broke down the barriers where this woman let carrie know about herself and her her being so self-absorbed that she doesn't even realize that she can be condescending and insulting to others and this scene is in the episode four where Carrie gets upset about a picture being broken. It was accidentally done. The movers were trying to get rid of, you know, things that look like personal items, tried to move the picture out the way and they broke it. And Carrie goes and, you know, she's having a complete meltdown about it. And then she, and then she didn't like the response the real estate agent was giving her and calling her inconsiderate and blah, blah, blah. And so the agent is letting her know Hey, look, it was an accident. You know, I'm very sorry. I had no intention, blah, blah, blah. They go back and forth. And then the agent says, well, hey, look, the other day when we met for coffee, you was like, well, I'm so glad that you're still out there trying to date. You know, that's not a compliment. You're still out there. You're still trying to date, you know, and she let him know that was really rude. You know, as if I'm a, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, a, either a charity case or I'm desperate or, you know, it wasn't a nice thing to say. Well, let's just keep it hundred. It wasn't a nice thing to say, and I'm glad she let Carrie know that wasn't cool. You were out of order. 
Uh, Miranda, um, her melanated version of herself, if you will, um, is the professor. They are, uh, <coughs> excuse me, both career-driven women. Um, the professor is, uh, is she married when is she engaged? Well, she is a partner. She, I think she's in, I think she's married. No, she's married. She's actually married. But, you know, she's having issues. You know, her husband wants her to have, you know, wants to have a child and, um, she's having problems, you know, with GSM fertility issues. She's on IVF and her and Miranda have a very good conversation episode. Was it three or was it four? Might've been four. Um, where they're talking about wanting to have children versus not wanting. And it seems like the professor is a little, one, she's afraid. Two, she's not 100% sure that she wants to have a child. But if she doesn't, she doesn't think she's going to keep her husband. That's a very interesting conversation. Um, she told Miranda how, you know, if that, you know, previously the IVF treatment didn't work and um, she was relieved. Um, so there are a lot of, even though Miranda said, you know, hey, I wasn't prepared either, but, you know, I got Brady and I was very happy and being mom is very rewarding and all of that. But they seem to have a conversation that is very much on their same intellectual level. I like the way how they can easily talk about this, you know, very serious subject about wanting to have children or not wanting to have children, having a career, trying to have a man, having a career and all that good stuff. So that was really a good conversation to have. Um, what else should I say? I, I jumped around each of the episodes. I did talk about Big's death. Another thing that happened in pertaining to Big's death is the reading of the will. And um, we find out that Big has left a million dollars to his ex-wife, which drove Carrie crazy. Um, and I don't blame her because it's like, why would you leave your ex-wife a million dollars? What was the reasoning for that? And um, we never find out actually what the reasoning was because uh, Carrie was thinking maybe they were still seeing each other. Um, when she did finally talk to Natasha about it, Natasha was like, you know what? He's always loved you. I don't even know why he married me when he was always in love with you. So it did ease Carrie's mind. But again, um, we're not really sure why Big left that money. Um, the attorney had said typically when people leave money to folks, it's because there's something unfinished, unresolved, and this is their way to try to make it right. I think that Big left that based on guilt. Um, I think he felt bad for how he treated Natasha. Um, dealing with Miss Carrie. So I think he never recovered from that. And therefore he put in his will, you know, that money for Natasha, of which she decided she said she's going to donate to charity. Uh, what else we got going on here? Um, so yeah, so that's really the summary of the first four episodes. Um, I would say take a listen. You know, take a watch. Like I said, diversity is really, really big. I didn't go into details, uh, but take a look at it. I'm going to try to, what I'm going to do is come back and do, you know, reviews over, you know, each show. I think they drop a new show on Thursdays. So I probably would do my review on 
either Friday, perhaps, um, if I'm available. Uh, I'll try to do my review on Friday as soon as possible, right after um, the show airs. Because like I said, airs like on Thursdays. Um, and, you know, when I'm available, I'll get a chance to look at it and hopefully can do a review for you guys on Friday. So that is my summary report for, and just like that, talk to you guys later. Peace.